Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World Series of Politics, where Brendan Bussman and Brant I race through the turn on key legislative and regulatory developments around the gaming world. As these two come up to the green flag, let's get into this race for expansion and opportunity for the industry to grow until we hit the checkered flag on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to the World Series of Politics. I'm joined by my good friend, colleague, tag team member, uh, everything extraordinaire uh, and downright fanatic, Brant Iden. Brant, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, it's great to be back in the in the seat. We had a fabulous guest last time. I know we've got some fabulous guests coming, but there's a heck of a lot going on right now in sports betting and politics uh, in the United States and around the world. Wow, it is uh, always great to join you, Brendan. And here we are on another edition of what is shaping up to be just uh, a lot, uh, really, right now in the U.S. And so I know this podcast, we're going to focus on the U.S. a little bit. I know we talked Texas last time we were on. Uh, I'm going to open up with something here. Uh, I read in CDC Gaming a quote, two months into the legislative cycle, there's lots of losses and no wins. And that was by B. Busman, if I recall. So talk to us a little bit about that quote, Brendan. <laughs> Tell us what you're seeing out there. Obviously, you're a little down on the year so far. Well, in, in fairness, yes, I know CDC did cover. That came out of my legislative note that I do monthly for Truist, um, which I appreciate their their partnership and, and advocacy in that. Um, you know, we, we're and it just goes to show you, I'm following all your publicity, by the way, not to cut you off there, but you know, I just track all your publicity. So that's why I know all these quotes you make, by the way. Well, well, and I appreciate that, but I thought I was your PR agent. So I'm very confused <laughs> on whose PR we're covering here. So, you know, I guess we're both in that sense, you know, and, and I know you have your own little PR that we'll get to when, when we talk about some of these other, uh, other states here. Um, but, uh, you know, you sit here, you're, you're two months plus in, almost three months in. You're in the middle of March. Some of these sessions are done. Some of these sessions, um, you know, are, are in the heat and thick of things. And we don't have a win yet. There isn't one state that said, hey, we're going to do iGaming. There isn't one state that said, hey, we're going to do sports betting. There isn't one state. I mean, I guess the only victory we've had is Kentucky as it relates to skill-based gaming and, and the uh, shutoff of those machines. But other than that, uh, and that was done after my note, just for fairness out of that, that there wasn't a win at that point. But, um, you know, we're sitting here going, what's what's actually going to come through and what's going to not? You know, I will say one win that, that may be coming to fruition, we'll see what happens, um, is a bill you resurrected from the death, pulled it off the floor of the committee hearing and brought it back to life um, in, in the peach state. Talk to us about that. Don't, don't, don't necessarily, no, 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 don't, don't blame me for that one. That was not, I like what you did there, but that was, no, 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 no I'm not going to take credit for that one, but I do appreciate it. Uh, I will tell you. So yeah, following what's going on in Georgia, uh, I want to make a couple comments from what you said, but let's talk about Georgia first because you brought it up. Obviously, I think that is a situation where uh, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones there is has been an adamant supporter of sports betting. Uh, obviously, when he was in the Senate previously, supported the legislation there. Um, and obviously, we saw it come out of the Economic Development Committee eight to one 
I believe this is a play by the LG. I think that the lieutenant governor is basically saying this is a priority for him before the uh, end of the year. Obviously, we've got uh, 40 some session days left uh, now, maybe 30 some session days left, I should say, in Georgia. And I think the lieutenant governor is saying, look, I've got the ability to get this out of the Senate. I've got the ability to get it over to the House. We'll see what happens from there. But this is a priority of mine to get it done. From a stakeholder perspective, uh, do we uh, support that, uh, myself and, and others on the operator side? Absolutely. I mean, we'd love to see Georgia uh, uh, make some headway, obviously. Uh, Georgia is a state we've talked about for now going on probably three years, I would say, if not longer. And uh, to see some some action here and some leadership by the lieutenant governor is is commendable. And, uh, you know, I think this gives it uh, breathe some back, breathe some life back into it, I should say. No, and I, and I would agree with you off that, obviously, and we've talked on this podcast about how we differ on the approach, uh, and I still am very resilient in my uh, in my approach that the, that the CA is the best way to do this. But, you know, it just goes to show when you see bills like this come back to life that as long as there is movement still in the session, there is the ability to bring back a bill. And there's also the ability to kill a bill, which obviously we all know it's easier to kill a bill. We've seen lots of people come in and try to do that. And that's their full strategy to do that. You know, they think they're the world's greatest when they do it uh, in being able to do that. But it's one of those things that that's like, let's debate the merits of these things. And that's why Georgia really never got to that. But there's a host of other states out there that, you know, one that I think is coming up here soon and one that we had our very special guest in Governor Perry on is what's going to happen in the great state of Texas. Right. So Texas, uh, well, by the time this uh, this uh, gets broadcast and put out there, Texas will have had a hearing, uh, but there's a hearing scheduled for Wednesday. Uh, we know that uh, sports betting is going to come up as well as integrated resorts uh, and casino style gaming. Both are going to be up for discussion uh, in the House. And I think that this is uh, kicks off uh, a great start to, to the Texas legislative session. Obviously, we've been talking Texas. We knew it was coming. Uh, we know that they're going to be in until about the end of May at this point in time. And to get a hearing this early on and uh, see where uh, members are at, I think is going to give us some indication as to how Texas is going to go. Obviously, the governor, very bullish on where Texas could go. I continue to be optimistic. Um, but, uh, you know, as these things play out, like you say, you've uh, we're two months into the session and we haven't seen a lot of activity, as you started out by saying. And I picked on you a little bit about your quote there. But I will just push back and say what we traditionally see is that gaming legislation always comes together at the end, right? In any legis- in any session you see, gaming votes are always some of the last votes that are taken on the floor. We're seeing that play out in Kentucky. Kentucky's obviously going to come back uh, with a veto session the 29th and 30th of this month. Legislators are currently taking a break there. Uh, we've got a bill in the Senate. And with, you know, with two days remaining, can it get done in Kentucky? I'm absolutely bullish it can get done. I do think it's still a heavy lift, but I think Kentucky still has the ability to get it done as we talked about Kentucky here. Well, and you bring up Kentucky and, and obviously we talked a little bit earlier about the skill-based ban, which is great. Uh, good for the industry. Good overall. Uh, you know, more states need to take that that under that. And I will say that, you know, once that bill passed, I sent it on to several other states that I've been working on, uh, both present and, and currently, as it relates to that and, and taking the leadership that Kentucky has. Let's hope that leadership continues, though, as it relates to sports betting. Obviously, we know this is somewhere to come together, got out of the house 
had some obstacles coming into the Senate. But obviously, I think, you know, in the cover of darkness, some of those things were worked out and, and brought together. Uh, and now it's just a matter of, of can you get a can you get some a few more votes across the finish line uh, to make that happen? You know, Kentucky is completely surrounded uh, when it comes to sports betting. It's a great gaming state. We know that from from its paramutual history. We know that from HHRs and what they do down there. And this is one of these no-brainers to be able to get this across the finish line. I mean, I've been down in Kentucky doing uh, legislative stuff dating back to probably 06 or 07 uh, when it was flirting with casinos then and obviously sports bettings now. But this is one of those times that, it, you know, here in the next week or so, we, we'll see if they can get this done before the end of session. Um, and I will say from the prospects of it, it's, it's the closest it's come. Um, I think uh, in recent memory, uh, especially as it comes to sports betting, that you've at least got, you know, both houses at least talking about this. So, you know, yet to be determined, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we've got another state right by there that's sort of in stall land, namely Missouri. Um, what do you see for the prospects off of that? You know, we still have uh, Mr. Holdup, Mr. Uh, you know, hey, I'm going to die on the hill and not, not let anything through the Senate. But is there a chance we see something in Missouri? Do you remember that movie Groundhog Day? You remember? I you remember? Do. You remember that I do. film? I use, right? I use that analogy. I use that film, analogy right? a lot. You know, this, I get this that. Is, this is this is that film. I mean, this is I'm watching that film play out in Missouri as we speak. I literally I've seen the same thing over and over and over again. And I sit here and I tell myself, can it be done this year? Uh, honestly, I just, I, I struggle to figure out how there's a path on this with the same players having the same problems and the same issues continually arising. Uh, the sports teams out there in support of it, very public about this, but are they really moving members? Can they move members? And obviously Senator Hoskins, very passionate about the BLT issue. I don't see any dynamic that's changed, uh, that would get this over the finish line this year. How about you? I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was talking to stakeholders recently from, from some of the teams and they said to me, Brendan, this feels a lot like last year. And I said, yeah, it does. I said, you know, the problem is the burning of the house started earlier uh, than we expected. Um, and I shouldn't say house metaphorically, not, not, a, not in terms of, of one house of the, uh, of the chamber. Uh, but, you know, the fact of the matter is we're, we're about where we were a year ago and we're at where we react honestly when this first started back in 2018. Um, and it's really sad because we see what the volume is that you have in Kansas and we see how much Kansas lost a loan off the Chiefs win, um, you know, back during the Super Bowl. You know, there's a betting market there. There's a dynamic market there. And between, you know, St. Louis and, and, and Kansas City and, and everything else in between, you know, you've got good, strong sports followings and people should be able to do it in a legal manner. And right now, all that's going over to the illegal market. You know, it's very unfortunate off of those types of things. And I think that is the divide we're seeing in the legislature. There's obviously a number of members that believe that and feel that way. And then you've got uh, you've got some holdouts. Uh, let's keep moving on here. Let's go back east a little bit and talk about because uh, obviously we've talked about Missouri. I can't talk about Missouri without talking about North Carolina, given our wager. Uh, what is your prediction, in North Carolina? Obviously, by the time this uh, podcast airs, we will have had a committee, two committees in North Carolina, which are scheduled for both Wednesday and I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Uh, what do you? What's the lay? in North Carolina. How do you feel about it? Have you changed your tune a little bit on that one? You know, I'm going to go back to what my good friend just mentioned and Groundhog's Day, which has become <laughs> one of the most favorite movies that everybody for two years told me, oh, Brendan, North Carolina is our, our hill to die on and we're going to get this done and we're going to get it accomplished and we, we've got this going absolutely. 
And I am still sitting here on my side, two and oh, on your side, oh, and two. So the odds, you know, are, are sort of in my favor on this one. You know, we waited two weeks after they said the bill is coming, the bill is coming. And then it finally came over two weeks later. So, you know, I think there's a shot. I think there's hope, but I think there's other things that come into play, including, you know, do we do VGTs? Do we do casinos? What else is going on there amongst everything? And can you keep all the stakeholders together? That's a lot to keep going. It's sort of like the state we just got done talking about in Missouri a little bit. Of, hey, you got some other things coming in there that may or may not come into play. And until you can get consensus, I'm still not completely bullish on North Carolina. I I will say that, you know, should you actually pull this off before Missouri, I am a good, faithful, uh, you know. Um, know You've always paid your debts. I'm good at paying my debts. Um, one of these days I'll, I'll get a nice bottle of Pinot from you at some point. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Um, I, I thought the calendar may have come to my advantage, but we'll have to yeah. see. So, um, well, no, yeah. I think, well, I do think, no, Brendan, your, your point is spot on what you're seeing and, and really what you're articulating, which I do agree with is we're seeing the same challenges in these states pop up year after year. That is really the moral of the story is that, you know, some of these dynamics haven't changed, although I think that there's a lot of new members in North Carolina. I will say that even, uh, even though I'm owing to a broken clock is right twice a day, I eventually got to get this one right. If I just keep saying it, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm bullish on this week in North Carolina. And uh, again, longer session there. We've got until April. So some of these states that uh, where sessions run through, you know, April, May uh, into summer a little bit, I think gives us a better opportunity to maybe get this over the finish line. Let's move north. Obviously, big launch in Massachusetts uh, now uh, a couple weeks ago by the time this podcast is out there again in broadcast. Uh, you know, how's in your opinion, how has the launch gone in Massachusetts? What's it look like? Uh, what are we seeing up there? Uh, do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think? You know, I'd call it a mixed bag. And I say that for a couple of reasons. I think obviously it started off strong, um, you know, both in land-based as, as well as in mobile. But I think, you know, looking at it, there were a lot more brands that they thought were going to launch at the start. Um, but I think it goes to how convoluted the politics, and I, I'm going to use that term, um, and how divisive some of these situations have become in hearings that, People have said for a little bit of, you know, more juice in a market that we know we'd like to have a shot at, you know, some people have said, hey, I'm taking a pass. So, you know, you're not going to see as many people play and players up there in Massachusetts as you did. But you've also got a lot of and I'm going to label them as home team players because you've got, you know, WinBet that obviously has a fabulous facility. Uh, you know, just outside of Boston. You've got MGM with Springfield. You've got DraftKings. You've got FanDuel. You've got Barstool. You've got all these people that say, hey, I'm the hometown team, and they're all fighting for market share. So, you know, let's see where things are at by our next podcast and see where, you know, we may or may not have some revenue in as it relates to that in, in totality so we can start seeing a trend. But, you know, um, it's also a commission that, like Ohio, uh, is very focused on on the advertising issues um, and very focused on on getting into the weeds on some of these things. And I think that's yet to be determined. And obviously one of those things that the industry needs to continue to explain itself and talk about the positives and what the business case is for some of this, especially early out of the gate. 
Well, and to that point, you're seeing now Maine adopt some of those same regulations. Uh, reports coming out of Maine that we likely won't see a launch there until 2024, with likely, based upon the uh, rules that are out there in draft form currently, some of the most stringent uh, advertising restrictions in the country. And uh, even so much so that I believe that the Maine Broadcasters Association has now entered into the fray and, and into the conversation about a First Amendment issue there. So some of these uh, issues obviously playing out uh, now in other states as they bleed in from, from Massachusetts into, into Maine and uh, obviously Ohio. You know, what's interesting in Ohio is it's just a much bigger market, much more people than Massachusetts. But both, I certainly think, have the ability to to, to be great markets uh, as they play out in the future. So here we are uh, once again up at the end of our time block. Uh, any last words, any last states that we didn't cover uh, before we wrap things up, Brendan? You know, I think the one that's that's out there and we have to see how it's going to play out is Minnesota. Um, obviously, you know, uh, you've got the 11 tribes up there. Uh, you've seen it partially go through the, the House side out of the plethora of committees uh, that it will have to go through off of that. Uh, you know, yet to be determined if that makes it through. Obviously, I think, you know, people on both sides of and I shouldn't say just both. I think, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders up there that 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 like parts of the bill, don't like parts of the bill. Um, there's obviously stakeholders on the outside trying to get in from from the tracks as well as as well as the uh, electronic pull tabs. But obviously the electronic pull tabs have their own issues with the recent court ruling. So, you know, that's probably the other state we'll talk a little bit more next time, as long as we also go back to some of the more international things that, that are looming with Brazil and and some of the other, you know, key markets out there. Um, but, you know, as you said, we're out of time and we've got to we got to jump into uh into the next episode here soon. So we uh, can't thank you enough for joining us today and, and look forward to joining on the next World Series of Politics. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Eichen. We'll be back at the starting line very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.